Hello, friends. Welcome to the His Beloved Catholic Podcast with Megan Copeland and Kendra Bartlett. We are two best friends who live across the street from each other. We have a desire to see revival come in the Catholic Church. On this podcast, we talk about life and faith. We like to hear people's stories, but most of all, we spur each other on to live fully alive as Catholics. No more Sunday check the box Catholics for us. We invite you to come along on this journey with us and to let the Lord speak to your heart and enliven your faith. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Megan, and we have two really fun guests for you today. We have a married couple, Chase and Viva Krause, on our podcast today, and they are just the cutest little things you have ever seen. Chase and Viva have three kids, one of which uh, Kendra was holding for (laughs) the first half of the podcast. She was very good and very quiet. Her name is Stella, and together they run a Catholic fitness company called HyperoFit, where they do personal training for Catholic individuals across the world. And they tell us a story of how they fall in love. They tell us a story of how God called them into this place of being fitness trainers. And um, But they talk more than just about fitness. The reason we wanted to have them on the podcast is because Chase has a background in theology, and they work their Catholic faith into the way they support and train their clients. And they talk so much about theology of the body and our Catholic teachings and prayer. And so it's this conversation is not just about fitness. It's very much about just living our lives to the fullest, seeing ourselves the way God sees us, and um, they have a lot of insight to share. I think you're going to love it. They're so much fun. Enjoy. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the His Beloved Podcast. Hey, Kendra. Hello. Kendra and I are sharing a mic, so if it sounds funky, I am sorry. All right. We have two amazing guests here today, though, and that is why we're sharing a mic. Do you want to introduce Three, me? including my new bestie. <laughs> yes. If Kendra seems distracted, it's because she has a baby in her hands, and she's like really reminiscing on life with a baby in her life. So here we go. We are here today at the home of Chase and Viva Krause. I said that right, mm-hmm. right? Yep. When you posted that thing, Viva, about whether or not people know how to say your name, I was like, I know how to say their name. And then I was like, I've been saying it wrong my whole life. I mean, I haven't known you my whole life, but <laughs> as long as I've known you, I thought your name was Krause. So there uh, we go. You're Chase not the only one. and Viva we, Krause. Yeah, we've gotten Cruise, Cruzy, gotten kind of a little, little bit of everything. Well, and Viva, yeah. people say that wrong too, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, they say everything under the sun that's not Viva. Vi- right. They say Vivian. They say... Which isn't like adding letters, which is... Yeah, like <laughs> Viva is very common and that yes. I'm totally cool with, but then people say Viva... Vivian, Vivia, and I'm like, where are you getting all these extra letters? <laughs> I know, they're not in there. So, Have you seen the new Trolls movie? No. The main character is um, Poppy's sister, and her name is Viva, and oh. my daughter is obsessed, and so I cannot like say your name right or her name right anymore. Like it's totally throwing me off. I want to call her Viva and you Viva now. That's so funny. <laughs> that's yeah. okay. She talks about her all the time. When I'm texting her from Siri, I have to be like, text Viva. Cause oh, like, yeah. Oh, that's how they, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so otherwise mm-hmm. it's not gonna and happen. still Erlina, our oldest is like, wait, yeah. that's not mom's name. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. All right. So to start off, um, with some questions here, you ready? Um, so for Lint, my husband and I, um, are doing keto, <laughs> Oh man. And we're already like ready to be done. <laughs> but thankfully we have the accountability of 
Lent. But okay, wait. Are your kids doing keto too? No. Okay. So you're making two meals like for dinner? No. Like, you're just making it work. Added a okay. So that they can get some meat to their bones. <laughs> They're like, why does everything have creamy sauce? <laughs> Which I'm loving because I love sauce and stuff. But whatever. Um, but anyways, I say that because you guys are in the health industry. And there's so many fads. And so this morning I was thinking about fads and all the fads that there have been. Oh, yeah. So I have a question twofold with fads. So the first one, in your life since birth, wait, what year were y'all born? 93. Okay. 97. Okay. So, wow, you're baby. Really young. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always nervous. I was in high school in 97. <laughs> I'm sad that y'all missed out on the 80s. You, you were born like after Tupac died. That's true. That, yeah. I have problems with that. That's correct. <laughs> Every once in a while, the Bible will remind me because I'm almost four years older. So I was in ministry by the time you know she was in high school, and she's like, "Oh yeah, when you were on net, I could have been in like one of your retreats." I'm like, "Don't say that." Like, don't, yeah, don't, 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 like please stop don't, talking. Don't, 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 don't say that. That's hysterical. Um, so in your lifetime, and this doesn't have to be just health industry, anything, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing. Um, but what fads did y'all totally get into? Oh my gosh, my friends, my like three best friends growing up for my birthday every single year, my mom would take us all shopping to Limited 2 or Justice. That was my favorite. <laughs> and so I had those brown velvet gaucho pants and like the gold um, slouchy kind of big sequency purses. They were like in gold and like Technicolor kind of. <laughs> so those two were t- definitely... That's so fun. Uh, That's amazing. Alley. I've heard that gauchos may be coming back. I have heard that too. I and I'm not sure what gauchos I, was say, I don't know what this I don't I have no idea what you're talking about. They were about. like <laughs> straight legs, like flowy pants. But like capri See, I was married when I wore gauchos, but you were in middle school, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but capri. Okay. Yeah. They were like capri-ish. Yes. Long, flowy almost flary. like workout pants. They were kind of flary at the end. Oh, but you like put them with a cute top and some heels? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, in terms elastic of Elastic comfort, waistband? Yes. Yes, yes. elastic waistband. <laughs> yes. Like, they were pretty comfy. They were also kind of dorky, but whatever. I liked it. It worked. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Chase? Oh, man. Um, I was like a nerdy jock when I was in middle school and high school. So I'm trying to think of the, the fads I got into. Um, so you guys remember the the graphic tee? I think everybody did a graphic oh, yeah. tee at one point. So like the the Hurley books. I grew up in Houston, like by the beach in Galveston County. And so I thought those like gnarly graphic tees were like the coolest thing in the world. Like and surfer Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and then later, post conversion, <laughs> I uh I got into like the worship leader deep V pretty hard. <laughs> oh yeah, we all know what I'm talking about. Oh, it's totally. Yeah, yeah, the worship leader deep V, um, I thought was was pretty. The deep V neck shirt. Yeah, like yeah. Pretty I didn't. I never went like deep, deep, but like deep enough. <laughs> deep enough to show chest hair. Well, I'm a pretty hairy guy, so that, that's not hard to do. Viva um, <laughs> <laughs> threw all of them away. Let's just say that. Oh yeah, um, she's done. There's yeah. one. Well, I went from high school that I won't let her throw away because it's like just brutally just like thin and just awesome. Um, okay, so. Trends, let's move forward to now. Are there any trends now that just repulse you? Either in with teens, with clothing, with exercise, with Oh, we have a lot of pet peeves foods. with Instagram. Um most fitfluencers really drive us crazy. Um yeah, fitfluencers. Fit-fluencers. Yeah, it's so like fitness influencers. Um okay. and uh yeah, almost every fad actually you've heard of with diet probably drives us crazy in one way yeah. or the other. Um, so did y'all cringe when I said we were on doing keto? <laughs> no, so our, our stance with most of those is um, 
most of the time in and of themselves, there's nothing wrong with them. Um, but when it comes to like lifestyle and sustainability mm-hmm. questions, like you already said, you hate it and want to get off of it yeah. because you're not going to do it for the rest of your life. Yeah. Right. Um, and so a lot of these times these people do these really extreme, you know, diets or exercise routines that are, are unsustainable. Yeah. Um, and, or like when a fit fluencer says, Oh, come join my plan. I have the secret knowledge, like the secret knows, right. Of like, you know, yeah. um, back in the day, this, this secret cult or whatever. And like, there is no secrets in the fitness industry. Everybody knows essentially what to do. Maybe we have to correct some stuff here or there. Um, but anytime you see a fit fluencer be like, come work with me. I know the secret of mm-hmm. burning belly fat or whatever, yeah. or a br- fat behind your arms. Um, they're full of crap. They just want your money. There's no way to burn fat specifically. So like in a specific spot. So yeah. anyway, I don't know if you have any. Can I answer this question of t- fads with teens that drives me crazy? Have you seen the Edgar haircut? It's yeah. like just like straight across their heads. Oh no. And they all have it. It kind of goes out a little bit. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. this one's just flat down like and straight across. Yes. Like a bowl cut? Or, yes. Okay. Or it's like um, Pedro on um, Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Yes. Both so if Pedro. you walk into any youth ministry right now, 20 kids, and they all look the exact same, and it's terrible on all of them. And the girls are like, why have you done this to yourself? It's so bad. And they're like, who, who did that? And they're like, oh, that kid over there with the Edgar. Like, and it even has a terrible name. Anyways, Edgar. that's my, that's, that's my two hysterical. cents on that one. Oh, that's hysterical. My new one right now is one that I've seen that is possibly trending. I've only seen it on like some reels on like Instagram and Facebook is like leggings legs is apparently the new um, thigh gap. Wait, what girls. does that mean? What? So, oh, she has leggings legs, which means oh, like she's got a, she's thigh, a gap thigh gap and looks really good in those leggings. I wish oh. I had leggings legs. I'm like, weren't we done with this 15 yeah. years ago? Right. Weren't we done? I've never And now it. it has a new name. Now, thigh gaps are like not a thing. It's infuriating. Unless you're like teeny beanie beanie. They're just like, get over it. <laughs> it's, it's infuriating. I'm like, really? This is, this is what the new generation's calling it. Right. Okay. <laughs> They're leggings, funny. Legs. Leggings, legs. Wow. Um, okay, what's something new in your life maybe that you just came across that you're just all about right now? Hmm. Do we have anything new? Do we do new, new things? Are we we're fun? so boring. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are definitely creatures of habit, so what yeah. is new? Um, well, I'm really enjoying our current Bible study that I'm doing for Lent with oh, some friends. Um, it's the A Time for Renewal. Uh, book. And so we're following that. And we had our first discussion last Friday. And yeah, it's just been really good. It's very. I found something new for you. What? I just made you start reading Brandon Sanderson novels. Yes. Okay. Have That's a this guy. What is that? Brandon Sanderson. Um, if he's he's any, made me into a sci-fi nerd. <laughs> well, technically, no. Technically, it's not sci-fi. It's fantasy. Okay, so it's sorry. more nerdy. It's, it's worse than sci-fi. It's, <laughs> it's worse, you guys. So, yeah. It's worse. Brandon Sanderson is a, yeah, he's a fantasy author. Yeah, so in short, the new thing with me is Chase has made me into an audio book nerd. Oh, you That's listen right. to them. We yeah, work I out li- to them. I work out to them. Oh, yeah, nice. neither it's of us like, work out to music. So deep into, oh my gosh, who am I? <laughs> yeah. We, we, we both coached at Orange Theory for a bit. And at Orange Theory, yes, you're a coach, but you're also like a DJ. You're just like blasting music. You're on. Yeah. And so after that, like neither of us, I can't work out to music. It's no. just, it breaks. It just breaks me. Like, cause you, after doing that so many times over and over I and over again. I just get bored. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I always felt yeah. sorry for the people who worked at The Gap. Oh yeah. Just listen to the same. I, I worked yes. at, I worked at music. Hollister in high school. Say, Hollister's Hollister. music. 
I worked there for one month and I, and I broke. I literally couldn't do it because it was a 45 minute playlist loop. And it was like, it's loud. yeah, and it's dark and it smells bad. And yes. I literally, I worked at PacSun before that. And then I worked at Hollister's. My friend wanted me to work there. And yeah. One month. And I just, I quit. I yeah. just never went back. I was just like, no, Hollister's so loud. I remember one time being on the phone with my friend and we were like, turn down the music in your car. And she's like, I can't, I'm in Hollister. But yeah. it was like so singing yeah. loud. We right. couldn't hear her. Yeah. You just walk by and it like smells. Oh yeah. That's Hollister. <laughs> yeah. Smell it. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. So did you answer the question? Is are the same thing for you with the? Oh no, I've been doing that for topic. a super long time. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, something new uh, for me. Do I do new things ever? Um, gosh, I'm trying to think. For fun things, yeah. It doesn't have to be fun. You started. Can be me, very boring. Well, is, is something new that I started last year? Is that technically new? Sure. So I started doing MMA. Um, for fun. That's so that's, crazy. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So that's do fun. You, I go like twice a week. Do you fight uh, people? Yeah. Do you, wow. um, How do you feel about that, Viva? It's fine. He's showed me some things like at home because it's Krav Maga. So it's yeah, like. Yeah, Israeli self-defense, but it's MMA. So they take boxing, uh, jujitsu, and Muay Thai, and they kind of combine them all into and one. And so it's very applicable. So he's like been showing me different moves. And I'm like, I could not go to this class, but. Maybe you should train me and some of my friends so that we know what to do if a, if a stranger yeah, comes yeah, up yeah. in a parking yeah. lot. But I yeah. would die in that class. So I don't, yeah. I don't have the patience for like m- m- traditional martial arts. It's because mm-hmm. it's very artsy, right? It's like mm-hmm. a lot of formal stuff. Mm-hmm. Krav, there's none of that. It's just like right to it. Like first day of class, you're like you're you're thrown into it. So it's fun. How yeah. has that? What what has that done for your stress level? Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. It's like it's it's like it's, it's, it's one of my like outlets actually. Yeah. So okay. that's um, so cool. It was like probably last. It was last May, probably. Last May, yep. um, and I was just getting a little stir crazy. Like, I work out every morning or whatever, but I was just getting kind of stir crazy and just wanting, I, like, I love learning things. Like, uh-huh. I'm in books all the time and stuff. And so, um, and I just, I was reading a book called uh, Mastery. Um, and uh, it's, it's talking about, like, the different types of learners and, and people that learn new things. And anyway, um, but yeah, I just uh, wanted to, like, try to learn something new physically. I've played this person my whole life and it's just been awesome. So actually, I go, usually twice a week. Um, and, and Viva bless her, even on days where, um, it's been a little stressful with the kids. So usually still let me go. Like, unless like something crazy happens. Um, she knows like it's my kind of outlet to reset myself, like physical exertion and learning and kind of my fun thing. And and she'll go to her book clubs and Bible studies and all that stuff. That's like her girl time or whatever. For me, I don't want to talk. I just want to do something like, yeah, Yeah. that's That's really cool. That's really cool. All I can think of when I hear this is like, from Friends. Did y'all watch Friends? Yeah. Where like Monica's boyfriend becomes a MMA fighter and he ends up in the... I don't remember that scene. Oh, like she breaks up with him because of oh, MMA. No way. Because, really? because he won't stop and he's getting like brutally beaten every single time like, and he ends I, up in like a full yeah. body cast. I, I, I did come <laughs> that, home last... night. Yeah, I like came home yet last night last night with... Um, a pretty banged up shin and a, and a forearm. Yeah. Oh so, cause we, we practiced different stuff. And so yesterday we were practicing, uh, defending round kicks. Like somebody says a round kick at you, which means you were paired up <gasps> with a partner and they're throwing kick after kick. As and hard you're just, as they def- can. uh, like 75%. Okay. Um, so not quite as hard as you can, but you're just defending it over and over again. And then you're throwing that over and over again and you're padded up, but it's, it still hurts. So, wow. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So every once in a while I come home kind of like limping uh, or like kind of staggering. And Bobby's like, I don't even feel bad for you. This is self-inflicted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Get your own ice pack, friend. I was literally icing before you guys got here. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh. 
So I would love to hear, um, and I make one too, just y'all's story, how y'all met. And oh, yeah. Sure. How y'all became Chase and Viva. Do you want to hear the Chase version or the Viva version? <laughs> the Chase version can go first. Yeah, all okay, right. Okay, we have different views on how this happened? Kind of. Kind of. Okay. Sort of. But he, he just likes to tell this one because he thinks he's funny. That's funny. We had Guillen on our podcast last week, and he told us a story about how he met Natalie. And then Natalie texted me and was like, it was so sweet to hear him tell that story. And it was so cute. And I was like, well, now I feel like I need to hear her side of the story. Yeah, like, is it right, different? Yeah. So we get both of you. This is so, fun. Uh, we met at uh, John Paul the Great Catholic University. So that's a Catholic film school out in San Diego, California. I was not a film major. I was a theology major. Um, it was new evangelization. So you learn theology, philosophy, and you took 10 core film classes to communicate the theology through the film, essentially. What? Um, yeah. Um, that's so, amazing. So I've I, never even heard of this. Yeah. So it's a little small school in Escondido, California. There's like, we're in a graduating class of like 65 students. Hold yeah, up. I think we need to back up. How did you go from Galveston, Houston? Yeah, to California. Yeah, yeah. So I had my um, my reversion to the faith after uh, my first year of college, where I went to Texas State, did a bunch of things that Texas State people do, um, and then um, June of 2012, I had my reversion. August of 2012, I was with Net Ministries of Canada. Um, so I did two years in Net Canada. In between my two years, I was home, um, and my mom and stepdad were really just getting into the faith at that point. Um, and we went to, uh, some conference in Buda, Texas, like it was a parish conference kind of thing. Um, and, uh, Scott Hahn was speaking there. Dr. Michael Barber was speaking there, Brent Petrie, like all the, all the, the people. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it was at the conference that, um, Dr. Michael Barber, um, pitched the program, pitched the school. Um, and I knew I, I was kicking around the idea of going back to school at that point, but I was also invited to be staff with net, um, after my second year. So I was like, maybe I do that. Um, anyway, he's just speaking at the program, the new evangelization program. And just one of those moments where like the Holy spirit was like, Hey, go talk to him. Like, just go, t- just go walk up to him after the thing, just learn more about it anyway. So, so I did, I introduced myself and, um, he was the chair of the theology program at that time. And, um, he gave me his card. He gave me the card to the recruiter. Um, and I knew I was, I was going back on the road, um, at that point. So, um, but yeah, I, I started the conversation that summer. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I did one more year in net. And during that I was applying to college and I was so worried I wouldn't get in, um, because I was not a good student at Texas state and I thought school was hard and really school's not hard. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's like one of my big pet peeves is like, listen, they give you a piece of paper. It tells you exactly what to do. Just do it. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so yeah, so that's, I met him in Buda, Texas at a conference and then that's yeah, I went out there. So yeah, so my second year was Viva's first year. Um, by that point, just be me being me. I was the president of the ministry team, like on at the university, um, and so we would run the freshman retreat. Um, so I first saw her at the freshman retreat, but I was trying to be professional because um, I was running the retreat. <laughs> um, and um, we were doing like an icebreaker game, and I had everybody circle up. And nobody wanted to stand by me. I was like emceeing this thing. And I guess people were like, assumed they couldn't. And so Viva just like walks up and stands by me, like fill in the hole. And I'm like, huh. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and then at, after, at the end of that retreat, you know, we pitched like, hey, join our campus ministry. We'd love to have you guys. We do various events. And so her and a few friends came and talked to us more about it. And then um, we had a, a worship team that I led. Um, and then she joined my worship band. So she stalked me into dating her essentially. Um, she just kept joining everything I was running. And so, um, I took the hint. I was like, fine, fine. Like twist my arm. I'll, I'll ask you out. Um, but yeah, so, um, so she joined the ministry team. She joined my worship band and then yeah, dominoes kind of just fell from there. So, That's adorable. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, I need to hear your side. Yeah. Okay. Well, my side is that I did not stalk him. In fact, I, tried to so hard to avoid him. 
<laughs> because in high school I didn't really date. And so then I was like, fine, no guys want to date me. I'm not going to date anybody in college. So I went, I grew up acting. I did musical theater, mm-hmm. commercial acting like my whole life. So then I went to this school cause I was like, okay, I want to learn more about my faith. But at the same time, I want to be in California. I want to be an actress. So oh my gosh, my this, daughters are going to so die when they hear about Arizona. this school. I'm okay. from Phoenix, Arizona. Okay, cool. yeah. They're going to die. Yeah. And yeah, so my, my mom found it. it was like, you should just apply here. I was applying to all these big schools, you know, Loyola, Marymount in California, all these. And so I was like, okay. And then I liked it because it was super small and I liked my visit. So I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll just go here. Um, and so my roommate and I yeah, went to the freshman retreat. I was like, why are people being such babies? Just close the circle. So I just went and sit <laughs> and close the circle. I was not like, like whatever, come on. You weren't swooning. And, no. Oh, oh, she was. She was. Okay, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then my roommate was like, come on, like, we both like do music. Like, you play piano. Like, let's just sign up for something. You know, we need to get involved. I was like, okay, whatever, Megan. And um, so then, yeah, he was doing like weekly adoration nights. And then so my roommate and I would switch off like singing with him. And then he was like, oh, you play piano. Like, would you like to join my worship band? And I was like, sure. But like this big group of us would walk from like the apartments and townhomes that the students lived in to campus for these different like worship events. And I would purposely try and like stand so far away from him in the crowd because I was so (laughs) intimidated. And I was just like, I, I remember telling a friend of mine at the time, we were walking down the street and saw him like walking from a coffee shop. And I was like, Oh my gosh, he's so hot. I want to marry him and have his babies. <laughs> we were not dating at this point. We were not but. dating. <laughs> I was just like, you know, 18-year-old, like, oh my yeah. gosh, at least there's one cute guy at this school, you yeah. know? Um, and yeah, and then so then we became friends, and it was just very easy. It was mm-hmm. like, I always tell people, it wasn't like, oh, like we met and then we were automatically like, okay, we need to date or something, or yeah. it was like this big thing. It was just like, one thing it was very natural like one thing led to another each hangout led to another and it was just super like okay we're dating it was just fun like when i was i ended up when i did my master's there i was i was the director of campus ministry and so anytime you do campus ministry you have a million students being like i want to talk to you about girl problems or boy problems Mm -hmm. or whatever and anytime they it's like oh you got in a fight blah 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 blah. i'm like how you only been dating like two months i'm like hmm yeah. Um, Vibe and I's first fight was two years into our relationship. And I'm not saying that's like the bar or anything like that. Wow. Um, no, we, we had conflicts that we needed to resolve. Like we would have disagreements or hurt feelings, but we would just talk it out kind of thing. And, and that's the thing something I learned from Net, which I'm really happy about, which is conflict resolution. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I, I tell them like, listen, man, your first like year should be nothing but fun. Like if you're fighting, if you're duking it out two months in, like, right. Here's your sign. Yeah, right. <laughs> Reassess. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so it was just fun. It was easy, and it just it just happened. I did not mm-hmm. stalk him, <laughs> but I was she hoping did. that, you know, <laughs> we'd at least leave for school at the same time in the morning. <laughs> so cute. That's adorable. And then how long after that were you guys married? So we got married. 2018. In 2018, we met. October 3rd, 2015. Okay. So if you're a Mean Girls fan, I'll always remember that date. <laughs> it's October 3rd. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, yeah, so I think we dated for about two and a half years. Yeah, well, yeah, we were together. We dated for about a year and a just over, just under a year and a half before we got engaged. So mm-hmm. then we got engaged and we were engaged for about a year and just over a year and a bit. 
yeah. year and a half almost. So. And did you guys move to New York after that? Yeah. Yes, we did. So yeah. I finished, he finished his master's program and had just been working at the school. He was applying up and down the coast in California for but different I don't speak Spanish. Jobs. So. Right. He doesn't speak Spanish. So it was really, really, there was just no openings for someone with his skill set at the time. So then he randomly applied to a job at the Archdiocese of New York City. And they called me the next day? Called him the next day, <laughs> had the job two weeks later. We Whoa. were moving to New York. Wow. Yeah. So he left in May. I graduated and went back home to Phoenix to live with my parents for two months before the wedding. Got married in July of 2018. And then two days later, I moved out to New York City with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's exciting. So, yeah, so I worked for the arch in the young adult office uh, in the Archdiocese of New York. And um, we were planning on being there for a few years. Um, and we first got married. I was like, oh, yeah, we'll probably, you know, we're broke. We live in a studio apartment in New York City. So we probably need to postpone just, like, because we don't have any money. And How much does a studio apartment in New York City uh, actually this was cost? Pre-COVID, 2018, okay. we were paying 1700 a month. Okay. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Austin's not a whole lot. Well, no. For so, now. But, <laughs> not as bad as I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we lived. In, well, we didn't actually live in New York City. We lived in okay. a suburb. So okay. this was that about matters. thirty more, yeah. thirty minutes north of the city. Okay. Um, we would train in, um, and so uh, yeah. So then we were planning on postponing, and then a month and a half after we got married, we got pregnant. Um, and wow. So, um, <laughs> Naturally, as yeah. as one yeah. does, yeah. as Catholics do. Yeah, yes. that's right. Um, and then uh, yeah, so we. We got pregnant. We didn't really know what we were going to do, but probably, gosh, I don't know, December, January of the first year we were there, um, we both just started kind of getting lonely um, and and kind of missing family. And we, our marriage was great. I mean, this first year marriage is always hard in various right. ways kind of thing, um, but we were definitely missing family. Um, we didn't have a great community. Um, we eventually met our really good friends, Stephen and Emily, but until like March. And by that point, we knew we were going to move. Um, yeah, we had met them earlier that year, right when we first moved, but the relationship didn't really like bloom and you know, it takes a long time to build those relationships. So in New York, everything, all the apartments are year long leases. Um, and so if you break the lease, you owe the remaining amount out Mm. in New York. So the, the New York, the law protects the renter, not the rentee in Texas, it protects the rentee. And so, yeah, we, Lena was born in May and probably by like, I don't know, March ish, we knew we were going to move back. Um, we didn't know if we moved off back to Phoenix or Texas yet. Um, and then eventually we decided on Texas cause I have some little siblings, um, and a little niece and now two nieces. And, um, but yeah, we moved back June of 2019. We moved so. back when I was a month and like a week postpartum. Oh yeah. Oh, cause we had yeah. to, or we had to get oh, kicked out of our fun. apartment. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was rough. Moving I, with it when you're pregnant or with a newborn. Yeah. Not fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, she did. Yeah. And I moved multiple times. <laughs> in that state. My son for a little bit. So yeah. Box. Yeah. Yes. So but it was a great experience. Yeah. And we, I loved working for the Arches. Actually, my, I mean, one of my favorite jobs, um, we'd like throw events in St. Patrick's Cathedral. Like oh so we, like we host music, like Catholic famous people all the time. We throw like various events. Part of my job was just running theology on taps, like just oh, drinking and hanging so out. Cool. So, yeah. um, I didn't have to start work most days to like 11 AM and because we ran so many evening events. Yeah. So awesome job. Um, but, uh, we knew we wanted to be closer to family with our family and not yeah. be in a studio apartment with a yeah. baby. Um. <laughs> and, and New York is also where this whole idea of our, our company Hyperofit mm-hmm. started uh-huh. with, yeah. with Chase um, because I was working part-time at a physical therapy office just as a job. I was too sick to be auditioning. You know, I was pretty depressed about that, like mm. being lonely. You're in New York City but not mm. able to audition. Right, yeah. and just just feeling terrible about it. And then when we knew I um, 
was going to be taking off maternity leave and essentially just quitting the job to have the baby because we weren't coming back. Um, he was like, oh, we're going to lose that income. And we, we couldn't need, afford to lose that income. We couldn't afford income. to lose that income. And we needed extra income. So this guy studied his butt off and got a job as a personal trainer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell so. us about that. Tell us. Yeah. yeah. Segue into what you'll do now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, still working for the arch, but I had basically every morning off. Um, and so, uh, my sister was doing personal training at the time. I grew up playing sports, like working out my whole life. Um, my stepdad actually for fun got certified to be a personal trainer when I was in middle school or high school. He never did it professionally. He just thought it was fun. He's weird. Um, (laughs) and, uh, he still actually can outlift me, which is really annoying. And I'm like, dude, (laughs) stop. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so I essentially got a part-time job at a local big box gym at 24 hour fitness. And, um, after I got certified and went through all the stuff and had to pass these exams and all this craziness. And I did it all in like a month and a half. Cause I knew wow. that was my timeline, but, not, but you know, so I had to, <laughs> when I wasn't working, I was studying essentially. Um, and, uh, so yeah, so I would work in the morning. So I would start training clients at like five or 6 AM, um, work until usually nine or 10, come home, shower, work out with Viva. And then I would start my full-time job. Um, but I quickly discovered that I, I, while I loved working with people, I really hated working for a secular company, um, for a couple of reasons. Um, on one level, when you work for somebody else, a secular company, you're not allowed to bring the faith into the equation, Mm -hmm. right? So you do a client intake and they come to you and you ask, Oh, why do you want to work out and get healthy? And they're like, Oh, I want a six pack or I want to look sexy. And in my head, I'm like, that's stupid. Um, (laughs) yeah, yeah, right. Um, and, um, and then also the, when you work for a big box company, it's just all about closing sales. And I kind of felt like a used car salesman. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the week that kind of broke me eventually was, um, my business manager at the time, um, came up to me and was like, Hey, you should find out if somebody in their family has like type two diabetes. Cause you can use that to sell. And I'm like, you're an awful human being. Ouch. Um, and then that same week I had a client, um, and she was probably in her mid fifties and, um, five foot four, 320 pounds, um, really needed to lose weight. And so I just sat her down and I'm like, Hey, this is not an option for you anymore. You need to be working out three days a week. Um, minimum, minimum, like this is unsafe at this point. Um, and, uh, the thing was with in-person training, you charge for each session, right? Um, it could be anywhere from 80 to $110 per workout. Um, and so with her, she was too big to physically step on a treadmill unassisted. And where we lived, where she lived in Yonkers, um, it was really hilly and she was so big. It was unsafe for her to walk downhill, wow. um, cause she could fall. And so she's like, she, we did the math and she's like, Chase, I don't have $1,200 a month to give you for personal training. And I'm like, dude, I don't either. That's why I'm here. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it kind of just broke my heart. All right. And, uh, I was mad at the used car salesman vibes of it. I was mad that I couldn't help this lady cause I couldn't even talk to her about food. We weren't allowed to talk about nutrition um, really? as in-person trainers. Yeah. Wow. You could give some nutritional guidance kind of thing, but, um, you, you weren't, we were uh, like legally you know, bound uh, to only talk about workout stuff essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so I was just venting to a groomsman friend of mine. His name is Ben West about all of this. And, um, and he's like, man, I'm sure there's like some like Catholic company or something like that out there you could work for. And I'm like, Oh man, that's a good idea. So started going to the Googs, um, (laughs) and, uh, quickly found there was a few Catholics who did personal training, Mm -hmm. but there's no dedicated company to it. Um, there's a few like kind of group fitness type things like Pietra fitness and like soul core and stuff like that. And, um, and they do really cool stuff. Um, but none of it's personalized, none of it's tailored. And a lot of them are like internally certified, but not, um, maybe like an actual professional nutrition coach or personal trainer. Um, and so that's when, that's when we said, let's just start our own thing. So at the time me and Ben, 
um, teamed up. He wasn't a trainer or anything. Um, he's a Catholic dude that liked working out. Um, and he was a graphic artist, right? So he kind of did a lot of our initial branding, our logo design, our website build, all that stuff. Um, and we were trying to figure out a name and we didn't want to be uh, too cheesy or too on the nose but at the same time. We needed to distinguish ourselves. Um, and so in my master's, I took a uh, Koine Greek, so new Testament Greek. Mm-hmm. And so I literally just like opened up my Greek dictionary one day. I was like, I want to find a cool Greek word. Um, <laughs> and so, um, and so that's, so that's how I came up with the name hyperofit. So hypero is a made up Greek word. It is not a real Greek Greek word. Okay. It's two Greek words, hypomeno and pyro that we smushed together. Hypomeno means I endure. So pyro is fire. So hypero is I endure the fire. Ooh, um, so, as, cool. so based off of, you know, as gold is tested in fire, so man is tested in the furnace of humiliation from Syrac and other places where it talks about, you know, being purged yeah. and purified and all these things. Um, and then also I thought it was kind of funny cause it's like working out it's like, Oh, feel the burn, you know? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we, we started Hyperofit and, um, we knew we wanted to be, um, an affordable, authentically Catholic, but technically excellent approach to fitness. Um, and so say that again, authentically Catholic, but technically excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So I'm not going to give a client a rosary workout, for example. So while it's better than no workout, it's not a technically excellent workout. Like on paper, it's just not a technically excellent workout. So, um, we uh, wanted to be affordable. And so the best way to do that is um, we have our app in the app store. And so we do distance online, one-on-one coaching. Um, so I'm not zooming into workouts or anything like mm-hmm. that. I'm not physically or virtually present, but we'll create custom plans for nutrition and exercise and deliver it through our app. And then our clients have like phone call check-ins with us or like zoom check-ins for like accountability to progress and stuff like that. Cause with that, I don't have to charge $1,200 a month for right. three workouts. Um, I can charge a fraction of that. You get as many workouts as you want. Um, and you get to work with a professional, um, who's going to pray with you, pray for you, um, talk about virtue, talk about habits to build, um, and all that good stuff. So that was 2019. We officially launched in 2020 with COVID. Yes. So with COVID, I mean, so part of that story too is, so when we jumped ship to New York, he still didn't have, uh, yeah, to Austin. Um, he still didn't have a job. Yeah. Um, We moved without a job. I turned, cause I turned down a few ministry jobs here that, um, we're like, well, the cost of living is not as high, so we're not going to pay you. And I'm like, nah, me and Chris talk about this a lot. It's like, oh, no, you're sure. going to, you're going to match my salary. Uh, actually, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> so he started training for, um, orange theory. Cause his sister was a coach at the time. She was mm-hmm. like, it's easy. You'll like it. And then you'll have a lot of free time to continue job searching. So when we got to Austin, he started working for orange theory fitness. And then he, um, got the ministry job here and then COVID hits. And of course everybody's freaking out yeah. and his job at orange theory was like cutting classes and you couldn't train in person for oh, yeah. three person. months. Right? Yeah. 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 And you I know? didn't, I didn't qualify for like the government, like, check because I had a full-time job at the church technically. Uh, so I had two full-time jobs, lost one of them, but the government only said the other full-time job. And I'm like, well, shoot. <laughs> so then he was like, okay, there's no better time than now to launch. launch. And yeah. so we just hard launched in yeah, spring of 2020. Mm-hmm. And then I joined, um, I started studying for my own certifications because during COVID I had this breakdown of oh my gosh, I don't want to do acting anymore. And I don't know who I am or what I'm doing. And he was like, well, you really like working with people. You enjoy working out. Why don't you work with me? So Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, you can be my boss. That's fine. (laughs) I've learned not to act like her boss. Um, That's a mistake. (laughs) Um, But I, yeah. So I got certified then that fall of 2020 
had our second baby and then started working, um, yeah, for the company at that point. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, 2020 was just like a really big year, I think, for one. A lot of of people. Yeah, (laughs) obviously, obviously. And then for us, too, with just um, Mm -hmm. the work that we've been doing since. Yeah. That's really interesting because... 2020 was this time where like all these things shut down and all these online mm-hmm. like apps and zoom calls, all these things were more necessary. Right. right. So what mm-hmm. a perfect time for you to launch. Yeah. It's like the Lord was like, okay, now's time. Like, yeah, go. It's, 100%. Yeah. yeah. It's scary. It was scary. Cause but fortunately we've always been in a place where even now, um, I've always had a full-time job. Um, so that way we can put, you know, our own kind of energy bootstrap, this side company. Um, and so now it's, a, it's we're at a place where, you know, we're essentially making, you know, full-time money with this side gig. And so Viva doesn't have to work. Right. Mm-hmm. So Viva has a handful of clients. Um, so it puts us in a place where she can stay home with the kids. She has a couple client calls and I still have clients. I do, but now we actually have, um, five coaches under us. We have five contract coaches that we six, six about wow, to have a seventh. I didn't realize you guys um, had that. Yeah, so because we only have so much bandwidth, right? Absolutely, um, yeah. While I would love, in theory, to quit my full time job and like just do this full time, I was like, ah, I might lose the house. Um, and so, <laughs> um, and, uh, and so for the time being, basically, now that we're at our bandwidth, we have uh, an overflow of clients that we can we've vetted and approved these other Catholic fit pros um, who contract with us and you know work with us, and so they they take on the clients, and we just take a little bit off the top. So that's kind of how we're growing the company. So yeah, it's awesome. We're that's amazing. Place. Yeah, that's really cool. And Viva, you kind of cater more to moms and like pregnancy, postpartum, which I'm always yes. like, okay. So we have these friends. Viva is one of them, and Maggie and Natalie, and they work out when they're pregnant. <laughs> and every time I see y'all working out and you're pregnant, I'm like, that just looks awful. Like, I didn't do that when I was pregnant. Maybe I should have. <laughs> but you give me hope. Like these. But you're doing a lot of like postpartum, like working with moms in the stage that they're in and how they, you yeah. know, how mm-hmm. they can be more healthy. Yes. So I work with, um, I've worked with women from all ages, from single young college girls to older moms, um, and everybody in between. And I think in the last year I've gotten a lot more women that are postpartum or women that are pregnant. They've maybe never really worked out before, but they're like, okay, I see on the great thing about social media now is that fitness and health is like booming yeah. for all of the bad that might come with that. There's so much good. And there's, people, a few, there's a few gems in there. Yeah. There's yeah. people that desire to take care of their bodies and their health is just kind of skyrocketed. So it's fun to get those women and for them to say like, okay, I know this is important, but I have no idea what to do. What is safe? Is this Where safe? do I start? Yeah, can I do this? Because for a long time, doctors would tell you like, don't touch a weight if you're pregnant. Yeah. Right. And they're like lifting. Yeah. Like Maggie posted yesterday of her like hardcore oh, yeah. lifting. I'm so proud it's of her. Impressive. Yes. It's very impressive. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My strength coach in college, she was eight months pre- pregnant and squatting like yeah. the same she did before she Yeah. Typically if you were, insane. if you were doing some stuff and aggressively lifting before pregnancy, um, typically you can lift pretty deep into the pregnancy as long as like you're not dumb. Right. And, and um, there's, yeah. and that's why you have a coach, right. To help guide you and to help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of it too is I work with women. A lot of the work I feel like comes from, yes, I can give you a nutrition plan. I can give you a fitness plan, but a lot of it is like the mindset and the heart work, especially when it comes to women. We discuss this a lot, just mm-hmm. how very different it is to coach both men and women and he coaches both, but I solely do women. Mm -hmm. Um, and there is just such a big difference in coaching them on their mindset, their relationship with their bodies, their relationship with food, um, Mm. how they're managing their time. You know, are they carving out time in their day for them? You know, and that's actually when, um, 
you guys had the retreat at St. Patrick's in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something you talked about, Megan, was you were like, if I don't get up at 5 a.m. to mm-hmm. do my prayer, if I don't carve out that time for myself, things are just not going to happen. It doesn't fall into place. You know, yeah. those things don't just fall into place. Um, and so that's a lot of what I work on, too, with coaching is are you taking time out of your calendar for you? Like as a mom, mm-hmm. um, whether you're working out of the home or you're working in the home as a stay at home mom, you know, are you carving out time to take care of yourself? If so, what does that look like and what can it look like and mm-hmm. how can that progress? You yeah. know, mm-hmm. because how does that not just benefit you, but how does that benefit your family, your kids, mm-hmm. your coworkers, right. yeah. your ministry, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that goes into like, people ask like, what, what makes you different other than the fact that you're Catholic, right? Um, and that goes into kind of like the heartbeat of our mission, which, so when I was doing my undergrad and master's, I studied under this guy, his name's John Kincaid. Um, and he studied under this guy named Mikhail Volstein. He's the guy that translated man, when he created them into from Polish into English. So the big fat book, you know, mm-hmm. he wrote the 100 page intro and translated it. And so a writing of JP too. Yeah. So the theology of the body, like the, 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 the body. original yeah. work. Yeah. The original. Um, wow. And so my, you know, my, my main mentor studied under this guy. So, I never took a formal theology body class, but it was always kind of peppered in throughout it. Yeah. Um, and um, actually I did take one formal class anyway. Um, but uh, that's why it really bugs me when like, oh, theology body, let's say if I give a purity talk, I'm like, that's actually really not what it's about at all. It's, yeah. a, it's, actually, yeah. it's actually a biblical commentary. Anyway. Yeah. That's um, another podcast episode. Yeah, right. Yeah, we won't get into that. But anyway, um, but JP2, early on, he talks about the hermeneutic of gift, right? So the lens that he reads scripture through is this idea of gift, right? Self-gift. But what JP2 t- talks about throughout Theology Body, if you, if you look for it, he says it multiple times is, um, you know, man can only find himself through a sincere gift of self, Gaudium et Spes. But he then says afterwards, yes, but this gift of self is impossible without self-mastery, Ooh, right? Yeah. And so for moms, for dads, for, I work with priests, I work with, I've worked with like a capuchin monk before, uh, lay people, people in ministry. I tell them all the time, it's like, if our goal in life is perfect imitation of Christ self gifted himself on the cross to the father. That's the goal that if the gospel of John, that is a climax of the gospel of John is Jesus on the cross and the perfect gift of self, but we can't give what you don't have. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, yes, you could be prayed up and that's really good and you need that. But if you can't f- mentally force your body to do something uncomfortable, you are lacking a serious part of self mastery, which making yourself inability to give of yourself fully in some mm-hmm. way, namely physically. Right. Mm-hmm. And especially when I work with priests, I was like, listen, we have a vocations crisis already. We don't need you dying at 50 or being able to not genuflect at 45. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, um, so it's this whole idea of kind of our, our tagline is self mastery for self gift. Right. I love that so yeah. much. Wow. Yeah. It's powerful because I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I've seen some priests over the last few years that, um, are new to the priesthood. Mm-hmm. And it's aged them. Oh yeah, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, where you just look at them and go, "Wow!" Like you've given so much of your heart and yes. your soul to this ministry that they've like forgotten their own. They don't take care of physical. themselves. Yeah. yeah, and I can see it, and probably because I don't see them very often, right? Yeah. And people probably say the same thing about me, but I'm just saying, like, I see there's there's a lot of benefit in that. Yeah. But for families, sometimes they're even worse. Like moms, like we just don't. We just don't carve out the time. Yeah, yeah right? you're constantly yeah. giving, 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 whatever your vocation is. You're giving your all to Which it. Which is the point of vocation is to give of yourself fully, right? But once again, you can't give what you don't have. Yeah. Right. right. I'm stuck in this place where, like, I, I college athlete, I loved getting pushed mm-hmm. um, really hard. Did you play D1 volleyball? Yes. Okay. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, life, babies, and I don't want to work out to save my life. I cannot. Mm. I, No. Nope, nope, nope. But yet I want to. Mm-hmm. I just can't get myself over the hump 
to actually yeah. do it. So coach me. Well, part of it. Well, part of it. So my my dad actually played um, semi pro beach volleyball. So I played beach oh, volleyball. Cool. Um, so I played beach volleyball when I was at Texas State. Um, and so the the type of training you do as an athlete, right? Um, we learn that type of training because it's all we ever did and know, mm-hmm. but it's actually not the training that's going to be sustainable. You don't need to do box jumps right anymore. You don't need right. to do plyo stuff. You don't need to be a puddle of sweat on the ground at the, in, in the end of each workout. So a lot of times when we leave the gym, like we're a little sweaty, but I am not drenched in sweat by any means. We don't do a lot of plyo stuff. We are not doing sprints. I mean, we will run sometimes we'll do sprints like once a week or whatever. Um, but I tell people, it's like a lot of times you see these like, Oh, do this hit workout or blah, 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 blah. Yeah. No, you don't have to like, that is a style that some people enjoy. Um, but most of the time it's not sustainable. Um, and so like, and also as a 60 year old, you're not going to be doing burpees, right? right most right. of the time. Um, and so you don't need to be doing CrossFit as a 60 year old or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so there's a difference between resistance training and hit training, right? Mm-hmm. So that'd be one thing I say to athletes. Cause a lot of times they think workout, I, like that, yeah. I need to be dripping in sweat. I need to be doing crazy stuff and it sucks, but I know it's good for me. Right. It's like, or you could just find a workout style you enjoy and that you can do consistently yeah. and do that. What are y'all's um, favorite workout styles? Um, we lift, we lift. like traditional yeah. weightlifting, yeah. Yeah. yeah, traditional okay. weightlifting, not powerlifting, not CrossFit, not, not CrossFit, but just yeah. traditional strength training. Mm-hmm. Um, I like group fitness classes and stuff because it'll motivate me to get my cardio in because I'm just, there's some people that love running. Cardio sucks. Like everybody hates cardio. Amen. I don't, I, yeah. I hate, I hate as, cardio. A, as fit pros, we can honestly say we also hate cardio. Like, yes. <laughs> and some people genuinely enjoy it. And uh-huh. I have clients that are like, well, I still want to continue my fitness class. And like, great. But then we should, you know, if you also want to kind of start building some muscle, mm-hmm. like let's do that too. You know, there, there's a both and you can do whatever you enjoy and still yeah. get a benefit because you're going to benefit more from doing an exercise style that you look forward to, or that you are actually enjoying yeah. the process of versus doing something that you're griping about yeah. going there and coming home. Cause the best you know? workouts, the one you're going to do yeah. and you're only going to do it if you like it yeah. or at least don't hate it. Right. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, but typically on paper, we typically will say, you know, you need, you need to do some kind of resistance training, mm-hmm. right? You need to, the whole, the, the epitome of health, if, if you will, is to have as much lean body mass as you possibly can. It doesn't mean you're going to look jacked. You're not going to mm-hmm. look like a bodybuilder. We've been working out for years. We don't look like bodybuilders, right? Steroids are not a thing for us. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, but statistically speaking, if you have more lean body mass as you age, then you're going to be healthier and be more mobile. You're going to actually, actually be cognitively sharper for longer. Um, so they have studies coming out now showing that people that not everybody, but a lot of people that have like Alzheimer's and, uh, or like mental decline sharply, they don't work out. They don't have any muscle mass essentially, but the ones that do work out and do resistance training, they're sharper longer. Right. Mm -hmm. So my great grandfather passed away at 93. He went on a seven mile walk every day until he was 93. Um, and so that's not, that's not even weightlifting. Right. But he moved, he, he lived in upstate New York. Um, and he was sharp, like could have a full great conversation at 93. And then he, he passed away, um, you know, kind of suddenly, but it wasn't because he like lost, you know, mental clarity or whatever. So I tell people all the time, it's like, man, it's like just for the long game, right? Like, you know, dementia, people with dementia, typically not always, but typically, um, they didn't really work out. Um, they didn't take care of themselves. They had very little body mass by the time that dementia developed, um, or sorry, uh, lean body mass, I should say. But yeah. So, um, okay. So I have another question for you. So let's say there's a person, you know, doesn't really like, uh, just thinking when you said like they, they work out cause they want to be hot and you know, right. 
look good, all that stuff. And, and say they have this conversion. And now how do they shift that mentality mm. from working out for those reasons now mm. to mm. being healthy and honoring the temple of the Holy Spirit and, yeah. and, and that sort of thing? Yeah. How do you get out of that place? Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Well, I, I oftentimes too say that that place isn't always necessarily a bad thing either. Like I tell people all the time, I'm like, it's not necessarily a bad thing to want to like the way you look, Mm -hmm. you know, to want to feel more confident in your skin. And a lot of times, you know, that quote unquote toned look that women want, you know, they feel more confident when they're like that, but okay, how are we doing that? And what's the process of doing that? And so for me, like when a client has a specific kind of physical or say aesthetic goal, while we're working toward those goals through nutrition and through their workout plan, we're also, you know, in our check-ins, thinking about like, okay, well, how are you doing mentally with this? You know, how is your body image doing lately? Um, how is your prayer going? I'm not a spiritual director by any means, but I want to know that your sole focus isn't only on this particular thing, Mm -hmm. right? Um, so that's something I like to impress upon people. Yeah. But also seeing it as a fruit of effort, not as a result of effort. Um, and that's, that's splitting hairs a little bit, but, um, if in your journey towards self-mastery, physical self-mastery, nutritional discipline, exercise, if, if the fruit of that is your body recomps, you have more lean body mass, you have less body fat. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Great. Because that's really the, the, the long game, right? Because eventually you are going to be 70 years old and nobody's going to think you're sexy. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> but you still need to work out. You still need to take care of yourself. Right. Right. Um, and so rather seeing the, the, the physical changes, whether you're getting stronger or skinnier or whatever, um, more as the fruit of habit and the fruit of virtue rather than the goal or the result of it. Um, so it's like splitting hairs a little bit, but, um, it's like, even for us, like, um, we, we still, we still set goals for ourselves, either body composition goals, um, lean body mass goals, uh, strength goals, strength goals whatever, just cause it's good to have something to shoot for. And once again, we have physical results that come from that. And when they happen, like, all right, cool. Like we literally like, sweet. All right, let's move on. Like we're just yeah. going to keep working out. It's not like, okay, great. I have a six pack. Now I can stop working out. Yeah. I also tell people six packs mean nothing to me other than that. You just didn't eat a lot for a little bit of time. Um, <laughs> like that's what that means. Right. Like um, I, I still need to be able weight. to carry my kids who might be screaming in mass and genuflect at the altar, you know, with yeah. both one kid in each arm kind yeah. of thing. And While like, they're yelling. You're a hoss. When, I, when I've done that, you know, like that feels good. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, I lift weights. Like this is. I can, I can still genuflect like this yeah. is cool. You know, <laughs> and you, you get this sometimes too. It's like, Oh, isn't it working out vain? Right. Mm-hmm. For some people, it definitely is. Right. right. Um, there's a reason on like our social media, you don't see us like with our shirts off, um, making posts. Um, cause a lot of trainers, they use that as a marketing thing. It's like, Hey, look at my sexy body. You want one like that work with me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know some of those trainers and they're actually, there's some really awesome people. Right. So I'm not saying like they're bad into themselves. Um, but it's one of those things where, uh, our style as a company is we want to work with people because, um, they want to accompany on their journey. Um, I could kind of care less if my clients are shredded. Now that being said, I I work with a lot of priests and one of the joys of my coaching is when, um, I've had priests that have gotten so muscular that they've ripped their pants during mass. Um, Amazing. Yeah. It is so, amazing. Um, so I'm like, really trying to refrain from asking for names. Yeah. That. Yeah. So, so <laughs> oh, that's a, a, amazing. Uh, it's actually happened a couple of times, um, different people. Um, and, um, and, uh, yeah, the first time it happened is a priest client of mine. Um, he texts me and says, yeah, man, I, I genuflected to start a mass and I uh, heard a whoop. 
Let her know. Um, and uh, fortunately, I was wearing robes, I'm like right, so like, nobody say, could say. Thank goodness for some um, long robes. <laughs> and so, um, if I can make you know big, strong, jacked priests, that's you're, a pretty cool thing. Doing the Lord's work. That's yeah. right. That's right. Um, yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, yeah. That's fantastic. So what I hear from you guys the most is like it's more of a long range. It's all in long like, game. Yeah, all long game. One hundred percent. What does it look like to? live fully alive, like mm-hmm. to be, to have everything integrated, not to get a quick fix, not yeah. to get a quick, like, well, do you plan on stopping to pray ever? No. Yeah. Well, Cause why would you, you right. wouldn't cause you realize you always have more to go. You it's mm-hmm. the, the yeah, journey of sanctification is not short term. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same with taking care of our bodies cause you're stuck with your body forever actually. And so, well, actually until you die and then you won't have it for a little bit and then you're eventually going right. to have your glorified <laughs> body. But you're, in this life you're stuck with your body. Right. Yeah. And so if the goal of this life is to love and serve and give until the day you die. Mm-hmm. Well, what's it going to be like if you have this internal desire of loving, serving, giving, but you're physically unable to do so because yeah, you can't so like get out of your chair. Yeah. Right. No. So I and mean, we've been talking yeah. a lot about lately, like the gifts that God has put in us that are powerful, strong gifts, right? Like I feel like I have a call for evangelization. That mm-hmm. is what my job is. That's what I'm meant to do. And if I don't do that, then I would be letting the Lord down and the gifts that he given me. But if my body keeps me from being able to do that because I've been very lazy over the last mm. <laughs> or, <laughs> 20 or, years. Or you start doing something and all of a sudden like you just like you peter out kind yesterday. of thing. I did go work yeah, out yesterday, job. but I see them on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. But, but, <laughs> but yeah. I don't know that I'm necessarily we, we doing all, enough when I work out because yeah. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing well, when I get there. that's part of it too. Right? Um, but also when it comes to working out, it's, it's being okay with being boring. Um, I will do the same uh, exercise routine yeah. for months. Mm-hmm. And I won't change a thing for okay. months. Um, now, what I'm changing is I'm seeing, okay, can I do one more rep at this weight? Or can I do a little bit more uh-huh. weight? But the actual movements themselves, I will do the same thing for months. Same. Um, well, it's actually kind of nice, though, um, because well, then you exactly. get in the habit and you don't need to be checked on as much about, like, am I doing this right? It's like, no, you know you're doing it right. Now mm-hmm. just perform better. Yeah. Right. Um, but also, like, we all know youth ministers who... L- physically can't do the job anymore. Right. Like they have a heart for it. And I, I did youth ministry for years. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then so. you don't get to fulfill the mission that you are supposed to be on. Right. right. Which is hard. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I think for me, like I do go to the gym and I do cardio and I've started doing weights because I see y'all at a girl, but I don't exactly know what I'm doing. Yeah. So, and I always feel like I'm in somebody's way. <laughs> mm. I don't know where to stand or how to like, what do I do with my hands? Yes. How <laughs> I move my body. Where... <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm always a little awkward. But I can see how this could really be helpful because it would give me like kind of like marching orders mm-hmm. of like, okay, oh, yes. now that you're there, here's what you do. <laughs> yes. We, we, as one-on-one coaches, um, because and we have our subscription, we have our program. subscription program, we have, we have, we have programs too, that people like one off purchases, people can just buy like specific programs to mm-hmm. do, you know, within that timeline, they finish it. Can I tell them the name of my favorite one? Sure. <laughs> Uh, we have a three month. We should have totally video recorded this because Bible's <laughs> facial expressions are amazing. So we have a we have a three month program and it's titled um, Theology Nerd to Hunky Youth Minister. Oh, that's amazing <laughs> because that's his story and it's a bulking program. So if you want to yeah. be growing muscle, eating a little bit more food, like that's the program for you. With kind like of thing. the TV going yeah, on. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's his favorite, but. What was I saying? Yeah, I mean, like as one on one coaches, like we do give marching orders. We're able to, you know send me a video of you. If you have a question, like send me a video of you doing something. Let me check your form from across the country. You know, mm-hmm. we across can totally, the world. yeah, across <laughs> the world. We That's can cool. totally do that. Um, but then with our, like the most important thing is in confidence in the gym. One of the things I found is really just having a program to follow 
being able to look at the exercises beforehand, and I still do this when I'm starting a new program. I'm like, okay, I have to remember where those machines are in the gym. Um, I'll sit there, I'll look at the exercises beforehand so that you have a good idea of, okay, where am I going first, you know, and what am I doing? And for all my ladies listening, it's okay for you to take up space in the gym. Like, yeah, it is. I think yours. that's the main problem. I feel like I don't belong. Like, I'm taking up someone else's space. Right. And who actually be belongs there. Oh. Yes. I lounge when between sets in the gym. I don't care. Because I'll take two minute breaks between working sets. Because uh-huh. um, you want to take about 90 seconds that's to two guy. and a half minutes. Guys feel like they belong there. Uh, Girls Vi- don't. Vi- Vi- Vi will do the same thing. I do the she, same thing yeah. now. But it does I take my practice. Phone, just like and it, yeah. it, it, takes, <laughs> it takes some of that mindset work of just being confident that you also deserve to take care of your body. And if being in the gym is something you enjoy, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you deserve to take up space there. If you enjoy going to an F45 Orange Theory class, you also deserve to take up a spot in that class. It's mm-hmm. the same thing as being in the gym. Also, that's, nobody's that's actually looking at you in the gym. That's nope. a hard lesson to learn. Like nobody cares. Like mm. literally nobody cares. And if they do care, that's weird. They're that's weird. And don't worry about that. Like, it's you know? so good. Cause I'm sitting here the whole time going, they're judging me. I think I'm doing this wrong. So, I'm going to do yeah. what that guy next to me just did. And, and you know what? And that's an okay thing to do. I've had... <laughs> this is yesterday. Well, I have much smaller weights than he was holding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had a man come up to me and say, like, could I show you an easier way of doing that? And I was with one of my friends working out, and she's, you know, half my size. So her pulling up a weight on a cable is much harder than it is for me. And I was like, yeah, sure, please. And he showed us. So it was like a little trick for shorties to get the cable down a little bit easier. And it was so sweet. You know, people Mm -hmm. are, people are willing to help. You know, we have to believe that there's good in people. I got out of a speeding ticket at the gym one time. (laughs) Nice. Good start to the story. This was in college whenever I had to work out over the summer. Because again, I don't work out right now and I should. But anyways, um, yeah, I got a ticket on the way and I started talking to a guy there and he was a police officer and he called it in and I got a warning instead. (laughs) That's fantastic. Nice. Nice. People are nice. But also like tell people too, like you also don't need to be in the gym for hours. Um, Right. Yeah. Because quite honestly, um, the studies that are coming out now um, are showing that um, three 30 minute lifting sessions a week leads to muscle growth. And, you know, um, and leads to results. Wow. Um, Three 30 minute lifting sessions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now that's, that's now that's lifting, you know, appropriately with good form and, you know, with the right intensity, uh, you need, you need to be doing something at least three days a week. Um, it can be a full body day, three days a week. Um, typically for my male clients, or if I have a female client who has been going to the gym for a while, um, I will do like a push pull lower, right? So push is like chest, shoulders, triceps, pull is back and biceps, legs is lower, um, obviously. So, um, but it really just depends on where they are. A big thing is I say it all the time, like don't overcook the grits, right? <laughs> don't do it. Um, the, I tell clients like the first month of any program, you should not be sore. Like if, if your coach is trying to make you sore, your trainer is trying to make you sore. It's a bad coach and trainer. Right. Be, all being sore means is that you overdid it. It didn't lead to more muscle growth. It didn't lead to more calories burnt necessarily. It means you overdid it and almost injured yourself, essentially. There's so much freedom in that. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to kill yourself in the gym. Yeah, absolutely. You just got to show it's, up. It's not a punishment. It's a gift to be able to go. Yeah. It's a gift mm-hmm. to be able to move your body that way. It's a gift to be able to do that and then come home and run around with your toddlers have energy. and lift them up. And your arms aren't just totally exhausted yeah. because you tried to kill yourself during your workout or make yeah. up for what you ate the day before. There you is know? no making up. It's, I, I would say you can put your calories to work. There is no burning off. Right. So like, um, Sunday is a feast day. Every Sunday is limited. You're right. Um, cool. And if you know, you overate on Sunday, you went to Mexican food, got some fajitas and they were bomb kind of thing. Cool. Do a leg day Monday. 
you have those, that energy in your system, yeah. put it to work, build some muscle. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but also, I mean, uh, might you get sore eventually? Yeah, you might, but that should never be the goal. And if it doesn't happen, you don't need to be mad about it. Um, Everyone once in a while, Viva and I will put ourselves through just like a brutal workout just because we enjoy, we're weird, we like it. Um, but it's um, it's periodized and progressive. So there's periods of intensity followed by periods of unintensity. So there's weeks where I'm not going to failure. I'm not trying to make myself like not be able to do another rep. But then there's weeks where I, yeah, the goal of every exercise is to get to a point where I physically could not do another rep if I wanted to. Um, but I don't do that all the time. You don't need to do that all the time. And for beginners, you never need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so cool. anyway, yeah. Okay. Are you going to work out? Yes. I, I'm also, I feel like I should go tell my physical therapist. She pushed me too hard because I was sore the next day. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, I want to. I'm just thinking like I, I'm so ingrained with like the killer workouts, mm-hmm. even yeah. like 20 years removed from college. Yeah. Um, that athlete brain. I, I understand. Yeah, like, I understand. I love the yeah. feeling of being sore and not mm-hmm. being able to move. Um, I've seen that in you actually. Like, because when I, you'd be like, let's work out. And you'd be like, let's do this hit workout with weights. And I'm like, that sounds like I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> but that was like her mindset where right, you yeah. would like run sprints. Yeah. Well, then that wouldn't like, if you like those things, you can do them. Say, but, <laughs> but, yeah, but it yeah. doesn't right. last. Right. right. Yeah. And, and if it's something you enjoy, I always say, put it in one day a week. Yeah. You know, give yourself a little bit of that candy that you like and mm-hmm. put it in one day a week. Get your, get your fill, get your satisfaction. In, and then the rest of the week, do something that is sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One more question. Logistically speaking, you guys go and work out in the morning. (laughs) Yes. Do you take your kids with you? How do you do this? I am very fortunate. And that is something, you know, also with clients, we're always working on scheduling, making the time for yourself. I'm very blessed that Chase works from home. And so normally he gets up really, really early and he does his thing in the morning and then he comes home and our daughter's at school in pre-K four right now, our oldest. And he takes her to school and then I get all the other littles, you know, set for the day. And then when he comes home, I leave and he takes about an hour, you know, in the morning to just be with the kids or be in the office while they're running around. And so we do that switch off. Um, but we're very, we're very fortunate. I I tell dads, like if you're, if you have kids at home, you don't have an option. Wake up early. Mm. You you want to find time. It's not going to happen. You're not going to have energy after you work. In the, I have, I have one dad client who consistently works out three days a week in the evening, mm-hmm. like when he gets home from work. And that's been my only client I've ever had who can consistently works out in the evening. Um, most time for, for dads, uh, I tell them like, suck it up, buttercup, wake yeah. up early. Like oh, I'm not a morning person. I could care less if you're a morning person, get up early and yeah. pray and work out. And, and that's a um, blessing. That's a gift that Chase gives to me. And it doesn't get to happen every day, you know, and that's fine. I, just, or whatever, I roll like, with the punches, yeah. but it's a, huge gift and sacrifice that he gives to me that he wakes up early. He gets his thing done so that I have the opportunity to do that too. Because as moms, you know, our day starts with the kids and it ends with the kids. And when in that time in between, you know, do we get to go? And so he, he gives me that gift. Yeah. And so I tell couples all the time, it's like, listen, you, you have to game plan with your, with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the morning is impossible. Um, okay. What evenings are you going to say you're doing bedtime? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I, I tell couples like, do your best to not go to the gym too late, especially females. Evening workouts for females aren't the end of the world, but females have more hormones than men. And so it can really mess with your sleep. Yeah. It can make it harder to go to sleep if you work out in the evening, but it's also better to work out at some point rather than no point. Right. So yeah. 30 minute lifting session in the evening is better than never doing it for my priest clients. You know, God bless them. Sometimes I'm mean to them when they say, I just don't have time. I'm like, 
uh, what time are you getting up, Father? Like, I get up at 6 a.m. I'm like, all right, get up at 5. Um, yeah. And they're like, but, but. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and, one, and this is a hard conversation. Like, sure. um, if, if you were genuinely, quote, unquote, too busy, then you have to make time. And what, where can you do that is in the morning. Same with your prayer routine, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I also, like, I just considering running the company, having a full-time job, working out kids and stuff. I don't have time for a holy hour. Most days I would love a holy hour. I just don't have time. I do like a holy half hour essentially. Right. But once again, I have to wake up earlier if I want to pray before I go work out kind of thing. Right. So what time do you uh, wake up? 420. Oh, that's early <laughs> for me, dude. What time do you go to bed? Nine. Nine We go to bed early. That's so good. I mean, we're in bed by nine most nights. That's um, like I'm yeah. laying down at nine. And, and yeah. that schedule isn't for everybody. Right. That is not for everybody. Yeah. But if you are a wife or a husband who is either in their workout journey or wants to start one, like you have to tag team and yeah. figure out what's going to work for you and what's yeah. going to work what's for What's realistic me. and what's going to be long-term. Right. Yeah. And how can we adjust along the way? It's just that constant communication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what sacrifices do you make? Right. Like genuinely, like what, um, like are there mornings where I've really do not want to watch the kids. Like when Bobby goes to the gym. Yeah, of course. Like, I d- like Eli's yelling and it's a poopy diaper. Like I don't want to watch the kids. Like I'd rather be in my office hiding and working, <laughs> but she needs that away time. Right. And same with like when I go to MMA in the evening, it's the same thing. She's like exhausted from a day of kidding. Right. right. Like, <laughs> um, but she knows like, I just need that, that release valve. And yeah. so, yeah. yeah. Well, and I really enjoy bringing Tessa to the little daycare thing too, mm. because the days that she's home, they're long days. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're very long days and she is bored with me. I am not entertaining enough for her. So that gives her a chance to play. gives me a chance to mm-hmm. be alone. Yeah. So I, it makes my workouts longer because I'm like, well, what else can I do while hey, we're that's here? Okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's I'm like, okay. I have childcare. Yeah. Well, for Let's a long find time, something to do. Yeah. Viva would go to the Y because they have childcare. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this is really very enlightening. Yeah. Very we enlightening. Tr- we try. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do better. I'm gonna try harder. I'm gonna, right. gonna learn more. Each, each day, begin again. Yes, awesome. Every sprint, I'm gonna send this to, and I'm gonna make my husband listen, and we're gonna do this. Here we go. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, should we do what's God doing in your heart right now? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Do you wanna go first? No. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> we try not to make our guests go first. Give you a second. So, shoot, I knew what it was this morning, and now I forgot. Okay, then I'll go. On. Okay, you go. Okay. Um, it's kind of hard for me to put into words kind of what God has been doing in my heart, but um, he's leading me into the season of allowing me to see who I am and how I am when I operate outside of him and who I am and how I am when I operate connected with him. And I long and desire to be able to fully be operating connected to him, like conversations with people, uh, being able to listen to the Holy Spirit as I'm talking or, you know, just simultaneously do those things instead of them being so compartmentalized. And, um, and it's been a beautiful journey. Um, just him awakening me to that and being more alert to it. And I had an experience last night where I was able to, to like rest there and Mm -hmm. act out of that. And it was just so life giving and, and filling and, um, and, there's still more to go growing with that and, and trusting. Um, but that's, that's where I want to be. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. I love that. Like she, she spoke last night and I'm sure you just like knocked it out of the park. Cause you were in that place of deep connection, but I used to see it in you when you would speak because you would like be behind the podium and you'd have your notes and then 
you'd step away from the podium and it was like, ha, ah, like the Holy Spirit. And I'd be like, get away from the podium. Just leave the notes. Like, give me the notes. Give me the notes. Because you, like when you're in that place, like the Lord just speaks through you. It's really powerful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm proud of you. Good job. Good job. Um, I remember now. So I went to a confirmation retreat this weekend. God bless you. Thank you. Um, I love it though. So it was a confirmation retreat that actually Kendra's husband and Jeremy Rodriguez put on together and God bless them because they are doing serious like kingdom work with this retreat because it's for those churches where they don't have youth minister Uh, or they can't put on confirmation. Yeah. um, And they're doing several of these a year. Wow. And, and so servicing like hundreds of teens, right? There was 130 there this weekend and um, our church is kind of in a rebuilding phase. So it was perfect for us to be able to go as a parish. There was like 25 kids and, and just really see the Holy Spirit moving and have a like, you know, encountering Jesus conversion kind of retreat versus like a sit in your desk and let me tell you about, you know, all the things Catholic anyways. So, um, but gosh, like I was, I don't know if appalled is the right word, shocked to see the level of, Ooh, uncatechized, like, un- oh yeah. And it's always the parents. I always tell, it's like, when it was hard. Anytime parents send their kids to the youth ministry to be saved. I'm like, that's your job, big dog. Yeah. Like- <laughs> it was so hard because I watched, like, I don't know. I think I'm used to being in a world where teens are excited to be there. And mm. I'm kind of going back into this world of like, oh no, not everybody like understands why new they're here and what they're doing. Like the new event, the new yeah. evangelization is just very, very, very like, close to my heart right mm-hmm. now. And I saw it in action and I saw what it looked like to breathe life into teens who had never had that experience before. And at the end, Chris had them come up and, um, give testimony. If God had you know, touched them that weekend, I can't tell you how many kids did not know the word for confession, <laughs> did not know the word for adoration. Mm. One of them said, when I got confirmed last night, I'm like, honey bunny, you did not get confirmed last night. Yeah. <laughs> that did not happen. Oh. Um, so it was just really eye-opening for me of like, the Lord desires more for his teens. The Lord desires more for this church. He desires more for like, like if we really believe what we say we believe, we have got to do better. And um, we're in a session of our um, encounter class right now called power evangelization. And so we're learning how to like go out and evangelize, you know, the unevangelized and, and what's so cool about it is they end every testimony with like, like right now, let's, let's encounter the Holy spirit and, and praying this like deep prayers. And, uh, and it's so easy and it's so like mind blowing to me at the same time that it's so easy, but yeah, we're not, we're not doing that. Right. And so we did this like prayer activation and we said, um, it was about like the lost and the lonely and people who are, you know, so outside of God's, um, you know, living a life for the Lord. And, and we were supposed to pray through like, Lord, how do you want me to reach them? And what I heard him say is, I don't want you to ever let them get lost. I want you to like, basically like, why are we waiting until after they're lost? Mm -hmm. Why are we letting teens go off to college and leaving the Catholic faith versus like ministering to them when they're here? And so much of it has to do with the parents. Like you said, like mm. revitalization of the family is what changes yeah, it's the domestic yeah. church. It cha- Yeah. It is what changes things. Mm. And I'm seeing that really vividly right now in youth ministry. Like you can see the ones who are living out their faith and the ones who are here because they just need to be confirmed. Right. Mm. And so I just have this really strong desire in my heart of like calling people to action of like, let's go, like, let's really pour into these kids so that they don't leave the faith. Mm. 
Sorry, I'm it's a lot to handle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't. Yeah, I won't start in my my soapbox of why I think confirmation should be moved back to before communion. Girl, so. oh, I mean, boy. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah, daughters yeah, do that all the time. They're like, oh, number girl. three. Yeah, but they say yeah. it to boys, so sorry about that. And my my son always yeah. goes, you have fenced my gender <laughs> every time we call them a girl. Same. Like, yeah. I think that is a major part yeah, of what we're, we're, we're messing we're, up. We're, we're making them not a full member of the mystical body of Christ. Um, and we're the, the, the experiment of high school confirmation has failed. It has. It has. It has and, failed. And um, to this day, every single year, you always have the, oh, this is like the last thing I have to do, right? It's like, it's like. And so if that's the case, then, I mean, it defeats the purpose. I mean, every sacrament is a gift. You don't earn it. You can't deserve it. There is no class you can take yeah. that sets you up for success for a sacrament. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, anyway, yeah, Bob and I, so the Archdiocese of Denver actually brought back uh, um, restored order. order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm all about it. And I'm like, and our diocese never will Third until Houston does. Order. Yeah. Um, and so, but as parents, you can make the individual request mm-hmm. of the diocese to confirm your kid at any age. Mm-hmm. You actually don't have to wait. Um, so, uh, my daughter's about to be five and I'm about to make the official request next year to see if we can do it just like for our, wow. yeah. So, I mean, the diocese can say no. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a parent, we, you have the right and the, uh, as a parent, as the prime primary formator of the kid's faith to make the formal appeal for confirmation before. Yeah. I do believe that like we've, we've got to change that. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's it a failed be, experiment. Yeah. It's a failed experiment. I agree. Yeah. All right. So what's God doing in your heart? Tell us. <laughs> um, well, so, I mean, this past year, so I, I did ministry for professionally full-time for nine years, 10 years. Um, and so I officially, in 2022, December of 2022 is when I, when I left the, my last church job and started working for what I do now. But anyway, um, but for a long time after that, I just I stopped giving talks. I stopped doing mm. a bunch of stuff. Just I was just tired and needed a break. and um, And also just kind of like just really wanted to focus on my new job and also in just serving my family really well. But anyway, in this past year, uh, past few months, really been in a place where, um, starting to just give back more. So like and this all started cause I was complaining about a baptism class one time to father uh, Piega. Um, and, <laughs> and so he, like, he, you know how to do these things. Well, and so then I, now I now help teach the baptism class. Um, <laughs> um not everyone, but, uh, that's a good priest right there. Yeah. 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 So, um, he knows how to put people to work. But, yeah, but, but I told, I told father Piega, I'm like, listen, like my wheelhouse is, um, I have a master's in biblical theology. So like my wheelhouse ministry wise is Bible. Um, and so I was like, if you ever want me to like a little Bible study or anything like that. And so we started, just started the discipleship university at, at, uh, St. Pat's, which I think we stole the name from St. Albert's, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so I'm leading a, a six week course on like Paul, the Pauline epistles and stuff. So yeah, so there got, were a lot of people there. Yeah. There was like a hundred something people. That's yeah. Amazing. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, they came back week two, which is good. That's even um, better. Yeah. Which means it didn't suck. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know I think for, for me, it's just not being afraid to give in this other way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and have it not be like everything I do kind of thing. Um, and obviously my family's still the, the, our, my prime mission and duty, but realizing that like, you know, God has given me too many gifts to like, just hoard. Right. Mm -hmm. And going to your point, there's too many unformed, unintellectually formed adults at our parish and our diocese. Um, and so the more I can do to help form them intellectually. And I tell people at the class, like, listen, I'm not going to pull any punches. Uh, And I say this, I'm a baptism class too. It's like, I'm not going to talk to you like a high school confirmandi. I'm going to talk to you like an adult. And if there's words you don't understand, ask, and I will define them and, or point you to good resources. But like, uh, once again, the failed experiment of dumbing down the faith has failed, right? Mm-hmm. Bishop Barron talks about this all the time. So um, I'm all on board of making people's brains hurt. 
and <laughs> pointing them to good books. So anyway, yeah. that's where his heart is. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? My turn. Um, well, yesterday I was having a conversation with a friend. Um, we were just catching up and I was telling her I've been having a really hard time just prioritizing the things in my life. Um, and like Instagram in particular, you know, it's like, I want to use it as a content tool. I do get clients from it. I, you know, get to have so many beautiful conversations with, you know, strangers from all over, you know, these women talking about the faith and fitness and health, a lot of things that we talked about today. So I think it's a great tool, but at the same time, I'm having such a hard time, you know, like not being on my phone all the time. Or I feel, I told you, I said, I'm constantly buzzing with, okay, that could be a content idea, write it down. But then when do I have time for it? And then five days goes by and then the trend is over or whatever, you know? <laughs> and I told her, I said, I feel like my body is constantly buzzing with, you need to have an idea. You need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. And then also feeling guilty of, okay, I'm ignoring my kids, you know, because yeah. I'm on my phone or I'm trying to make this reel that has messed up 15 times. Thanks technology. Reels are terrible. And <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm wasting my time. Essentially. It feels like sometimes. And So my friend asked me, she goes, well, you need to think about your glass balls and your rubber balls. Mm. She had heard this from some other influencer. She goes, and I'd never heard that before. And she was like, you need to take some time thinking about, okay, what are the balls that if they break, they'll bounce back or they fall, they bounce back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are those in your life? And she's like, and I think you need to like consider what are the glass balls in your life and what do you need to do to be protecting those? And I was like, Oh shoot, Janine. Thank you. I really (laughs) needed to hear that. And so he's starting to work in my heart on, I'm trying to figure out, okay, what are those things and how am I actually going to start protecting those glass balls and what can I let drop for a little bit and allow it to bounce back maybe later on or when the season allows, you Mm -hmm. know? So that's just something that I'm kind of working through. That's good. That's mind blowing. Thank you, (laughs) Janine. Yeah, my friend Janine. Yes. I've never heard that analogy before, but it puts such a good visual to it. Yes. And, and also, it also allows trust to enter in. Right. Because right? the balls that are rubber that are going to drop and bounce back, we can trust like, okay, the Lord, Lord's going to take care of that. He'll allow it to bounce back when it needs to bounce back. And with however much gusto it needs to bounce back. It's like when your um, four-year-old trips, they're springy, they, they, they bounce back. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so fun. It, it has. Well, thank you, friends. Um, y'all are wonderful. We're going to put all your info in our show notes and your Instagram and all the things awesome. so people can find you and find your app. And I think I'm going to send it to Chad, too. Let's <laughs> all go work out together. Friends. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Bye, guys. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Every chance we get to meet with you and talk about Jesus just brings so much joy to our hearts. I pray, I pray that the revival is coming and I pray that the revival is coming through you. Did you know that you're part of this? I pray that every single day you grow more in love with Jesus, you hear his voice more, you follow him more. And I pray that this podcast is helping you a little bit along that way. If you are liking what you're hearing, we would love for you to share it with a friend. We would love for you to make a review on your podcast app, Apple, Spotify, whatever podcast app you use. And we would love for you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, email us if you ever have any questions or you just want to share what God did in your heart today during the episode. See you next week.